Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. One of the biggest challenges to those of us who regularly use the web is deciding what to believe of the stuff that we find on the web. Many folks have some sites that they trust, whether it's the New York Times or the National Review. And that's fine, as long as we're aware that most websites, including a good number that present themselves as news sites, have a point of view. Again, that's fine, as long as we're aware of what it is. What about all the other sites that we come across that present us with what they claim is accurate information? How can we make sense of it and have confidence in the information that we come across on the World Wide Web? We can start by being somewhat skeptical, not only of the obviously suspicious sites we come across, but also of more familiar sites as well. And we can keep our intellectual noses alert for whiffs of crap information. One way to sort through crap, C-R-A-P, is to apply the CRAP test, capital C-R-A-A-P, an acronym which stands for Currency, Relevance, Authority, Accuracy, and Purpose. The beauty of this CRAP test is that it can be used to evaluate any kind of information, not just the stuff we find on the web, but it can definitely help with a lot of the stuff that we do find on the web. The first criteria, currency, should be a no-brainer. When was the information published or last updated? Are we looking for information in a fast-changing field like technology or cancer research or DNA-based medicine? If so, things move pretty fast in those areas. Though it may seem impolite, if someone says that they read on the web that, for example, heating food in a microwave destroys its nutritional value, it might be worthwhile to ask how they learned this amazing fact. The answer will often be, I read it on the internet. In this particular example, a real one by the way, one of the sources for this amazing quote-unquote fact turns out to be research done in Russia in the 1950s that definitely fails the currency criteria. What about relevance? Does the information actually address the question we're asking? Is the information presented in a format and at a level that we can understand and evaluate ourselves? Who's the information intended for? If a person has a question, for example, about the mechanism of cellular effects of a particular substance on a particular type of cancer, Unless that person is a research-level biologist or an MD, looking at original research papers and academic journals might not be that useful. The writing can be awfully dense and use language that most of us are not familiar with. Maybe checking a site like Medline Plus, run by the National Library of Medicine, might be a better bet. Its goal is to put solid medical information research into language that we can all understand. How about authority? This is one pretty easy to wrap our heads around. Who is saying whatever they're saying, and why do we think they know what they're talking about? Do they hold some positions such as, for example, a professorship or a head of a lab at IBM? Does the person have a record of expertise on the subject 
that's recognized by others who work in the same topic area. How does the opinion expressed compare to other opinions by others with expertise on the same topic? The second A is for accuracy. That one can require a bit of thought. For example, many people start looking for information on Wikipedia these days. How accurate is what we see there, in light of the fact that pretty much anyone can edit Wikipedia pages? On good Wikipedia articles, we'll find references that show where the authors got their information so that we can check it for ourselves if we want to. And if we have the slightest question about what the article contains, checking its sources is a very good idea. In more hierarchical organizations like major newspapers, there are not only reporters, but editors as well, so that information has gone through at least one level of review before we even see it. In short, the more something has been reviewed by knowledgeable others, the more likely it usually is to be accurate. These days, many newspapers have whole departments dedicated to checking facts for accuracy. The Washington Post is one. So do consortia of papers like the Associated Press. Several universities with media departments have set up their own fact-checking operations. Then there are a number of independent outfits like Snopes.com that specialize in checking contemporary, let's be polite and call them assertions, that are present in our current web culture. The next time we want to find out whether someone really did put their cat in the microwave and the cat survived, Snopes or one of its cousins is a good place to start looking. And finally, P is for purpose. So what is the purpose of this information source? Is it a, quote, medical information, unquote, site that also, just coincidentally, happens to sell health supplements? Are there pros and cons discussed on whatever the topic is? Is the language highly emotional, strident, clearly trying to convince us of something or other? If so, we might do well to look somewhere else for additional information. So there it is. Whether we're trying to sift through election opinions purporting to be facts, or supposed miracle cures for cancer, or whatever. To minimize winding up with crap information, let's try using the crap test to sift and sort. We'll all probably feel a lot better off if we do. But there's still another problem that we all face as we seek information on the web. Whether we realize it or not, we're inside information bubbles. What Google or Facebook or Instagram or whoever shows us is not the same as what someone with a very different income level or political persuasion or educational attainment will see. So how do we get a balance of information from different viewpoints so we're not trapped inside those filter bubbles our search engines or social media programs create for us? That is a very good question and one that we'll take up right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>